You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. That was the young people from Fernwood Camp in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great place. If I'm not mistaken, I think Joe Namath was born in Beaver Falls. Really? I think so. Broadway Joe? Wow. Yeah. Cool. Um, I Speaking of sports, I'd like to say congratulations to the Toronto Maple Leafs who are going on to the second round. And by the time this airs, we'll probably already have been beaten out, but um, they at least made it in the second <laughs> round. First time in 19 years. 19 years since they've gone to the second wow. round. Wow. I don't get it. I no. don't get it. They should have drafted me. It would have been a different story, but... I mean, I would have been a towel boy extraordinaire. I would have given them their sticks immediately when they asked for them when they came off the ice. But, no, nope, they wouldn't have me. So there you go. Now, were, were the Gretzky teams the last Canadian teams to take the cup? Mm, I would think so. I know Edmonton. Um, I don't think Montreal has for a while. Montreal has the most cups uh, of all. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm thinking probably Edmonton. I think – did Winnipeg? Winnipeg got close a few years ago. I can't remember. They may have. I'll have to look it up and see. But uh, it's been a while. I tell people every Stanley Cup is won by Canadians. <laughs> That's it. Because they're, they're, they're on our uh, yeah. American team. Yeah, so. at least 60%. There's a couple couple Russians thrown in there. And then uh, there's um, a few Some Americans. Norwegians. Nor- yeah, a couple. Yeah. Norwegians. Yeah. Where well, the problem is uh, Canada has uh, uh, like too many Russians because we have like summer off. We have um, spring training off. <laughs> we have the playoffs off. <laughs> All those Russians. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. How you doing today, my friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you doing? It's Friday. Doing awesome. Are you glad it's Friday? Doing just awesome. Are you glad to be done with the I'm week? glad it's Friday and I'm still all dressed up. Yeah, ready to go. If looks could kill. Whoa. I couldn't even make somebody sick. <laughs> Well, wait, maybe I could make somebody sick. Well, I'm sick. But that's about it. I'm sick. (laughs) I'm swallowing it right now. (laughs) Should we someday tell the story about our friend that threw up and swallowed it? (laughs) Yes. There you go. (laughs) Do you want to tell this story? you want to tell it today? Go ahead. Yeah. Tell it. Yeah. No names, please. No names. Okay. There was an individual that was trying to teach teenagers on how to be professional Mm -hmm. in in what they're doing Mm -hmm. in their gospel witness and he said that he was talking about how he said and he elaborated elaborated into 10 to 15 minute illustration but he said he was ill and yet you know still had to give the gospel out and so he threw up Mm-hmm. He said, and I clenched my teeth mm-hmm. and swallowed it so yeah. nobody would see it. Mm-hmm. And he got done, and he went, now that's <laughs> professional. <laughs> and almost all of us as teenagers said, I don't want to be professional. I'll stay an amateur. 
He was so adamant about it. He was so. Oh yeah. So yeah, like flagrant. that's what it, all of us need to do. Oh. Um, I'll stay an amateur. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'll say he was right on the mark. He was right on the mark. <laughs> and for those of you who know, you know. Don't even go there. You know. <laughs> oh, that guy was a star. He was a star for sure. <laughs> so, I, w- I was so glad to train under him. <laughs> <laughs> it made me the clown that I am today. <laughs> oh man! All right, so we're Baptists. Are yes. We, are we independent Baptists? Are we fundamental Baptists? Are we independent fundamental Baptists? Are we um, uh, Southern Baptists? What What are we, and why are we? I, I would think, with the question coming from a teenager. They're they're not even into all of that. No, they're they're into what is a Baptist. Why am I a Baptist? Right. I am a Baptist by choice and by conviction. Um, you know, it, it, the Lord called me to preach when I was thirteen, and of course, I only have attended independent Baptist churches, mm-hmm. and so I went to an independent Baptist school to learn how to preach. But in school, in college, is where I made that decision, what do I want to be? Because you can go anywhere and do anything. Uh, and, and I really, by conviction, of course, it really got cemented in my heart by the time I was a senior in high school because I had a great privilege not only to hear a lot in, in church about what a Baptist is, but also to study, and I wrote my my high school paper, there's like 30-some pages uh, uh, on Baptist history, and so I was more adamant. But what makes me a Baptist is what I believe. And so if I was to sum up the majority of doctrines to which I hold, then that equals a Baptist position. Mm-hmm. I I would be willing to pay say 4.99 and if I could get 10 or more 3.99 to have somebody <laughs> do something that would teach <laughs> and promote that um that would be that would be a tremendous deal to me. So if that ever comes out, let me know so that I can okay. purchase those and use those. Um <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully that would be a help. That Oh, I know yeah. it'd be a help. I know. Yeah. And if the right guy did it, it'd be tremendous. So um, I don't try know. Try to find him. Something like a Baptist Ed, something like that. If we could find that, that would be great. <laughs> there you go. Hey, if you, if you make some serious money off this thing, are you going to be our sponsor? Are you going to sponsor this program? Well, I'm, I'm covering all the costs now. Oh, rather, our church is graciously yeah. covering all the costs. So, yeah. yeah, I'd be glad to be the sponsor. Because, I mean, we've given you $500 worth of promotion already. <laughs> Give you the bill. And and I, let me in seriousness, let me say that your Baptist Ed idea is exactly what we're talking about. You, you make very clear who we are as Baptists by the Bible's definition, yeah. biblical definition. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say this, that the question that most helped me in identifying who I was 
people would ask, what's the difference between what you believe Amen. and what Catholics believe or Presbyterians Amen. believe? And I really had to research. I had to find yep. out what they believed, and then I had to compare that to what I believed. And in doing that research, I found out who I was, and I was glad to be who I was. And I found out that I was biblically right in what I believed. Uh, I'm not exclusionary. I, I'm not the only authority, but the Bible is, and the Bible very clearly points to our doctrine as the right doctrine that Christ would have us to have. So, um, yeah, that's that's how I found out who I was. So let me ask you, if a young person, you know, graduated from high school and throughout their early 20s, you know, late teens, early 20s, they through study, through uh, trying to appraise what they believe and what they hold to, and maybe they had some discussions, and then they came to the point of saying, I don't think I am a Baptist, mm. and they went somewhere else, what would your first reaction be? They're losers. Um, that'd be my first, but no. I, um, I, I'd be sad. I'd be sad. I'd be sad for them. I think I would respect that. Well, I, I, I really would. would. I would, but I'd be sad. Because there's somebody who's trying to ascertain where they are. What really disappoints me is when someone can grow up in a Baptist church, and I'd say for 10 years plus, you know, but, but let's say minimum 8, 10 years. So mm-hmm. you started at least in elementary school and all the way through high school. You can grow up in a Baptist church and then just in a whim, yeah, I'll try this place. I'll try. I like that. I mm-hmm. like them. I like this music. I like it. It's it's so disappointing to see a young person think so little of doctrine and their position in the Word of God that it doesn't matter. I'm not talking about you know changing churches or something, but I, I'm talking about who are you? Hopefully. By the time you graduate from high school, you've got a pretty good idea of who you are and what you right. actually do believe right. that you won't get too far swayed by someone else. But I, I just I'm disappointed that that so many of our young people think so little of Bible positions hmm. that they just go where they feel. Hmm. And that that's that's uh, very disappointing. Right. So I'm going to be transparent, and this may not be for all, but when my family went on vacation, sometimes we didn't go to an independent Baptist church. I would take them to a different type of church so they could see what the difference was. And so there was a time when our kids, and this is a number of years ago, this is probably 10 or 15 years ago, this is when the whole contemporary movement first came out. And my kids were like, Dad, I I think we'd like that. Dad, I think that'd be good. Dad, I want to, you know, I think... You know, I want to participate in that. And I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to a contemporary church. And so we loaded up the car. We went to a, a Southern Baptist church in Orlando. And we got in there, man. The music was rocking. And, you know, the youth pastor came up, and he's got his shirt open. He's got a big, you know, necklace on and his skinny jeans and all that kind of stuff. And my kids were like, Dad, this isn't, this isn't right this isn't good. And I'm like, you're right. It's not. And we stayed and the preacher preached and um, the message was good, but mm-hmm. it wasn't 
it wasn't anything really substantial. It was scriptural. It was scriptural. What he said was right, scriptural. Right. Yeah. So that was a very big learning experience for my kids. And you may agree with that. You may not agree with that. You may not want to do that. But it was good for us. And then not so long ago, uh, we did the same thing again. My kids are now grown. And we said we're visiting. And, and so we went to a church. We went to a community church. And so I said, let's let's go and find out. And and often what I do, by the way, is I'll go uh, in the morning to something like that. And then at night we'll go to an independent Baptist church just to balance things out for sure. But um, so we went and my adult kid said, Dad, that's not right. That's that's not the right mm-hmm. thing. We we need doctrine. That's what they said. We mm-hmm. need doctrine. Amen. Um, the music was very appealing when we were younger, but we need doctrine. And we need somebody Amen. that can deliver doctrine. And so it was great. It was a great experience. And, um, you, you know, be strong to do that. And, and um, you know, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. If you don't agree with that, that's fine. But that's what I did. And that was a help to my kids. And I think some people think, well, if I took my kids to something like that, then, you know, they'd want to leave. Uh, if you're teaching them right and, and you've got a good background and, and a good solid foundation, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. But I think this, I think that we have lost some people and some young people to some of those other churches because they haven't had a strong identification. They've not had a strong identification in their relationship with Christ and the Holy Spirit. They want to know God. They want to know Christ. They want to know the Holy Spirit, but sometimes we don't give that to them, and they sometimes find more of that directive in some of those other churches. And so I think I think we do need to answer this question for kids. I think we do need to be teaching and, and preaching this about identity. Quite a few years ago, I took about 10 young people to Ghana, West Africa. We mm. were gone for about three and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, your nephew, yep. John, mm-hmm. was one of the young men that had gone with us. And everywhere we went, we would be in various churches and various areas. And then uh, there was like a an area crusade, like the same night, each different week in a different region of wh- mm-hmm. where we were. And so uh, I had all of the all of the young people had different different opportunities to share the Lord or their testimony. Well, we were at uh, one of those large crusades, and I would say maybe about six or seven hundred people were there Mm -hmm. and as a community kind of a thing Mm -hmm. like in a soccer field and uh and so john was starting to give his testimony and he said my name is john whiskey and i'm 16 years old and the whole crowd just went and i was thinking what's up and it was so much of a commotion their response Mm -hmm. that uh the missionary that we were with leaned over and said he's so he's so thick you know so uh you know muscular yeah, you was. know so beefy and it wasn't overweight or anything just well, you know he, yeah. his his frame mm-hmm. was so thick he said they can't believe that he's only 16 mm. because you don't get to be built like that till you're maybe in your 20s to 30s mm. and it's because of their diet mm-hmm. they don't have a lot of protein Right. And of course, you know, he had the opportunity, as most people do in the United States, to grow up eating good protein and, you know, building up your muscles and those kind of things. And so their response, their response to was to what he ate. What he ate hmm. as a 16-year-old made him so visibly different. 
And I think that there's a great correlation to what we are eating spiritually. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go ahead and forfeit mm. the meat of the word of God, oh, wow. and all you do is drink the milk and, and, and eat the cereal, and that's all that you do, and you don't you don't really exercise yourself unto godliness, and you don't have the strength and the with a ability to withstand because you've been eating poorly. Mm. That you're going to be someone that's going to be blown about with every wind of doctrine, mm. and I and I think that you know I I wonder what our teenagers look like spiritually to God mm. if they're if they're solid or if they're very anemic and i think that that's a that is a good thing to ask yourself today young person how strong are you in the scriptures if somebody would say do you believe jesus is god could you point to three verses to show that jesus is god if somebody said does baptism get someone to heaven can you point to one or two verses that baptism does not save. You know, if someone says, I believe I'm going to go to heaven because of good works, are there one or two verses that you can think of? You may not know the reference, but do you know the verse? Do you know the verse that mm-hmm. you could say, well, no, the Bible says this. If if there are some basic things like that that you can't even uh, debate, and I don't mean in a, in a large, you know, uh, Bible college way, but just to say, no... I hold to this, it may be you don't hold to anything. Your mom and dad do, mm-hmm. and you don't. Yeah, that's a great analogy. I I, I, I hear a message coming uh, from that analogy. Uh, the only problem is, is that Jonathan, my awesome nephew, is now very heavy and overweight and out of shape and um, obviously not living for the Lord. That's the that's whole a, analogy. It's a different sermon. <laughs> <laughs> if you, I'm glad I'm not. <laughs> I, know. I know. Jonathan is a great guy. That that guy. Yes, he is. Oh, he loves the Lord. That guy. And you're exactly right. He he and a lot of young people work very hard to be physically in shape, and sadly, mm-hmm. sometimes we're very spiritually flabby. And and not just young people. I think as Christians, you know, we, we kind of get away from those things. If you're going to be strong, you've got to do something physical. And you've got to do it regularly, and you have to do it a long time. If you're going to be strong spiritually, you have to do spiritual things on a regular basis and for a long time. If you don't, you get out of shape. So, um, wow. I was in a restaurant. The whole point, the whole point of becoming muscular now, I don't know this by experience. It's only by what I've been told. But the whole point of being muscular is that you have to have some kind of adverse energy going against you, an yes. opposite mm-hmm. energy yeah. against you. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, sit-ups, push-ups, pull-ups, lifting weights, you know, whatever you're doing, you know, even trying to run, uh, you know, gravity working against you, you have to work against that opposition. Mm-hmm. and. I think we're so so afraid of any opposition that we never get strong. Yeah. So let me take us back to our original plan to talk about why we're Baptists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're independent Baptists. We got off track. We're going to take a little bit longer today. So that's we're right, doctrine. We're right at our twenty minute mark there. So, um, yeah, doctrine, doctrine for sure. And let's for those that are listening, a lot of young people listening. 
they don't understand what the difference is between an independent Baptist, a free will Baptist, a Southern Baptist, um, in Canada, an evangelical Baptist, fellowship Baptist, we would use those terms. What, what is the difference within those Baptist circles that, that separates us? Why, why would we have something different if we're all Baptists? It's still going to be doctrine. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that basically most independent Baptists hold those doctrinal positions by choice and not by preference that that's what makes them different. And so, uh, you know, the autonomy of the church is very strong to me for the difference between independent and Southern Baptist. Mm -hmm. Not that every Southern Baptist is a part of the convention. Mm -hmm. But many Southern Baptist churches, they are a part of the cooperative program. So, you know, the money that they would raise towards missions, they send to the Southern Baptist Convention. Mm -hmm. The Southern Baptist Convention distributes it as they see fit. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think more and more they've stopped doing some of those things. They sort of can earmark it now. But, right. you know, the Southern Baptist Convention, I don't know right now, but recently, you know, within the last 10 to 12 years, they gave money to Baylor University. They gave money, uh, you know, to uh, Wake Forest. You know, there are many Southern Baptist mm -hmm. universities that have absolutely no scriptural presence right. on their campuses. And right. why should they be supported with the money of God's people? Mm -hmm. Would it be fair to say that that our Baptist churches divide or separate over separation? How, how far we want to separate from the things of the world. I think that's one of them. I think there are some that do not move as far away from worldly things as we would like or think that we do. Um, that would be some of it. Uh, a lot of it is uh, Scripture. What Scripture are you using? Um, I would say that some of the things that divide would be um, things that we would allow in the worship of our churches, there's some separation there. Um, and, and I say this, that there's even separation sometimes amongst independent Baptists. There are some that say, well, we're going to be stronger in this area, stronger in that area. So that does bring some separation. So it's more to it than that. We don't have enough time to cover the whole thing, but that would be very basic. Can you think of any other reasons why we would have that many? I think there's, is there around... I think 30 or 40 different types no, of Baptists. No, I've read there's 280 oh, really? types of Baptists. Wow. That's what I've read. Yeah. Now, I don't know how they divide that up, but wow. that's that's what I've read. Wow. You know, but I could think of probably 30 that yeah. we would be familiar with, you know. Right, right, right. What, but what, I, I think the problem sometimes, to be honest, is like uh, Paul and Barnabas. Hmm. The Bible says... Let's do this. Yeah, that's a great idea. And Paul thought not, and Barnabas said, no, let's do this, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, of how to visit. And the contention was so sharp between right. them. Right. And I think sometimes we just get a contention over some, some position we have that mm -hmm. we couldn't necessarily say is directly scriptural. Mm -hmm. But as we have sort of amassed all of our biblical understanding we hold to this position because it's what we think and uh you know there it doesn't matter who was right who was wrong if there mm -hmm. was one right and one one was wrong but still 
Uh, I think sometimes we separate over those kind yeah. of things, and and we wind up. Now, there's no record that Barnabas badmouthed Paul. There's no record mm-hmm. that Paul badmouthed Barnabas, but I think we do because yeah. we we get yeah. to the point where we have to somehow justify ourselves, right. and and that's that is unnecessary. It's not good. It's not good. So um, not all the not all the divisions are really appropriate. Right. It does come down to this. The old saying is, "Birds of a feather." flock together and there yeah. are some people that just have different ideas and they decide that we're gonna we're gonna pull away we have enough difference we think in our minds that we're gonna pull away and do our thing i will say this that the majority i would say the vast majority of baptists still believe that you have to be saved through jesus christ you can only be saved by faith through christ i i don't know many that go outside of that circle they may have different music. They may use a different translation. They may do things differently. But I would say that most, unless I'm completely off, believe in salvation by faith through Christ, dying on the cross as our Savior. They believe he was buried, he rose again, and is our coming Savior. Would that be fair? Oh, yeah. You know, for me, I like what one preacher had said, and I thought he explained it so very well. I never really thought of it this way that there are core beliefs which make us a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, virgin birth, sinless life, you know, vicarious atonement. There's core beliefs. You cannot be saved if you don't believe this. And so there are core beliefs. But surrounding those core beliefs are our Baptist positions. Mm-hmm. And, of course, surrounding those are some biblical understanding. But... But the Bab- the Baptist positions hold those core beliefs inviolate. And so that's a joy of being a Baptist. It is so rare to ever hear of a Baptist saying, I don't know if Jesus was really sinless. Right. It's so rare to hear a Baptist ever take a position, I don't think Jesus was really born of a virgin. No, it, because our Baptist beliefs mm-hmm. and positions have so insulated those core positions. That's why I'm thankful that I'm a Baptist, because we very rarely argue about those core things as Baptist to mm-hmm. Baptist mm-hmm. because of those other Baptist positions. And so I'm thankful that. I'll close by this doctrine, Bible doctrine, will point you to a Baptist position. If you really study it. doctrine and you yeah. really follow it through, you will become a Baptist. I'll say yes. that. Do I hate others? Do I, you know, do I throw them all out with the bathwater? No, no. But you'll become a Baptist, and that's why I'm a Baptist because of the doctrine that we hold to. So that's who I am. I'm Al Stone, Baptist in Canada, loving the Lord, serving the Lord, trying to win people to Christ and introduce them to good, strong Baptist churches so they can learn more of Jesus Christ. Who are you? This is Dan Wolven, soon to be known as Baptist Dead. Baptist Dead. And I'm in Columbus, Ohio. And please remember to give us a rating, a review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. When will a uh, introduction to Baptist Ed come so that people can see what it's going to be? When do you plan on doing that? I'd have to wait till August. I'd have to wait till everything is all ready and up and running. Okay. And so, you know, the last piece of the puzzle is going to be to get that website up running correctly and to have mm. enough videos available to make it interesting. You know, right now mm. I've got almost 30. 
I'd like to have close to 50. I may not make 50, but I'd like to have close to 50 available for people to, to view and use. And then we'll have, you know, some trailers and, and some free free videos. Take and use them as you want, you know, those kind of things, just to try to let people know what we've got. When will Baptist Al be making an appearance? Well, I don't know if Al is ever going to become a real Baptist. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, Apostolic Al is out of here. <laughs> well, you know, Al Stone the Bimo, Baptist in name only. <laughs> Several rhino, the Bino. Bino Al. You're dead to me. <laughs> You're dead to me. <laughs> This is Tim Talks. We'll be back on Monday, I think. <laughs> We're not quite sure. We'll check it out. This is Tim the Talks. The contention was so sharp among them that they went ahead and did another podcast anyway. That's right. <laughs> this is Tim Talks. Have a great weekend day. Worship, worship, worship the Lord together in your Amen. Baptist church. And uh, then tell somebody why you love the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Tim Amen. Talks. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.